Hello and welcome back to the Sanskrit Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So today we're joined by Judah, we're joined by Ray, joined by Josie, and we're joined by Nomadic. And we might have Ellie and Fularin later on in the day. So it feels good to have three points against Fulham and obviously progress in the cup as well. But I think we're going to focus more on the Fulham game today. How are you guys feeling? Three points, we're 11th, we're no more, we're no more losing, finally, you know, three points, I think in September for the first time, or what am I saying, October, starting new one to three points, feels good, Ray, Josie, Judah, Nomadic, how are you guys doing, so, ecstatic, how are you? Um, I'm quite excited as well, I was looking forward to the game, Nomadic, how are you feeling? Um, buzzing. Um, it's been a perfect weekend. Uh, all the people that needed to lose have lost, but Arsenal, Chelsea women won. We won just best weekend ever in a long time. True, true. I mean, it's been coming, it's been coming. I told you guys it's been coming, but yeah, Jesse Judah, how are we feeling? Huh? Three points. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, at least we've won the game on the bounce, and I think it's it's been it's been ages that <laughs> that that happened. So yeah, um, to be honest, I'm 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 like I'm indifferent. I'm not that gassed, and you know, just just happy that they won at least for a change. So yeah, yeah, I think we're 11th now. Did you mind reading out the stats you read out about Kukrela? Before recorded, you remember? Oh, about Kukurela. Yeah, so Kukurela has had um, 15, it's not, he has now had 15 plus dual battles in his last two games playing right back. So he's had 18 duels, one. And um, also, he's also not been dribbled, or rather, he's been dribbled past only once in 180 minutes. So yeah, and, like that's an insane start if you, if you dip it. And I chime in on Kukurea right now. Yeah, I think um, people are saying, why is he not playing like that on at left back? And I think there might be a reason because I think because because he's, you know how people, when people are left-footed, uh, like the Salas and some of these other guys, they like to cut in. Um, for him, when he receives the ball on the left, he can kind of cut in and then come inside kind of like an inverted um, fullback naturally. Um, instead of having to switch feet. Um, also, I think he defend maybe because of the way he positions his body, it helps him defend better because he just, like, you know how normally he's very aggressive and he kind of rushes to the talent. Just today, so many times where he just cut out the passing lanes because I saw, um, uh, what's his face? What's his guy's name? With the big hair. Willian. Willian, so many times, Willian will try to cross it. It'll, he'll position himself in a way to just cut the ball off of Willian. His positioning was fantastic. I don't know what it is. Maybe on the left side, he just defends different. But on that right-hand side, not only did he defend well, bro, the guy had so many progressive passes. He just get the ball, keep us ticking. Like, he's not passing the ball back. He's just allowing us to sustain pressure on, um, on Fulham. And Fulham is not that good. And I don't know what it's, it's going to look like if we play, like, a bigger team. But I can say today... Um, people kind of realize what we have and the guy's playing out of position, like in a position where he shouldn't be doing well at. 
Um, and people just got to give props. And they can't say anything because now we're, we're in the Cucurella hair salon. So we're going to stay there for a long time. We love it. We love it. We love it. Jesse, what are we saying, bro? Yeah, Cuckoo. Man, see, listen. The thing about Cooks is that I feel like we've turned the orientation and the perspective of his brain upside down. So he's no more acting like a madman, which is good. Uh, we need to continue doing that every time he acts like a madman, I think. Uh, we found like a solution for his madness. Well, yeah, good game. Good game for him. Now, nah, but Chelsea as well, what's your take on like Chelsea, the three points and everything? Yo, the game was, you know what? We've not had one of these like just easygoing, sort of boring wins where just like, yeah, quick fire goals and then you can just rest for the rest of the game. They took their legs off the gas for sure, which I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not really angry about it because <laughs> we're not used to winning anymore, so I don't really care. But yeah, next time, next time we need to need to sink their teeth inside. It needs to get like four goals or something so it can give us like proper proper ginger. Yeah, hey, yeah. Um, before I come to Eddie, nomadic, what are we saying? Because Josie spoke about like the the first half and the second half taking the foot off the gas. What was what was your opinion of the whole game and everything, nomadic? I think. When we were going into this game, a lot of fans and our own fans and oppositions literally didn't think we'd win. At most, they were looking at a boring draw or something. I really didn't care how we played or something. It gets to a point as a club, you just need to win and gain confidence. So that first half was good. I didn't see that stuff coming from us. The second half, yes, we definitely were in game management and all that. But then that first half was really good. I haven't seen that in a while from us. So I'm not getting carried away. I'm not saying we're going to win the league or something. But then it's one of those things that a team gets to and you just need momentum to keep pushing. Given that we won against Brighton, where a lot of people didn't think we'd win and progress. And when we won against Fulham, the team that last season we couldn't beat because they won last season at Craven Cottage, then we drew with them at Stamford Bridge. So I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. Actually. I agree. Um, before we go on, I want to introduce Ellie. Ellie, long time no speak. How are you doing? Hey. Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Thank you. How about you? Not bad. Good to have you. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has Potter. been a long time. <laughs> Since the Porter era, man. It's good to have you. Yeah, I mean, he just depressed me so much I couldn't bear to come back on. <laughs> it's all right. What was your opinion on the game? How was it for you? Um, first half was good. Um, second half, we fell off a little bit, but I think that was to be expected with the changes that we made. Um, Sterling coming on was quite negative um i i've said this a few times a few times in the chat but i don't see any reason why two nil up we're doing we're doing pretty well why not why not in washington you know like why not play an actual striker instead of like starting false nine like i don't get it like there's a perfect opportunity to take a risk there like 
And if it doesn't work, then bring Sterling on. Because there's no need to not, like, you know, there's no need to play it safe. But, I mean, Poch is doing that a lot. Um, so, I mean, you know. But, I mean, it's it's good. We can take um, positives out of this because, like Nomadic just said, this is a this is a match that we were. I think a large majority of us were expecting to lose or draw. Um, not you. And oh yeah, not you. Never you. <laughs> Always a win for you. Um, yeah. So I think it's good. You can take the the, the positives, and um, I think it's a good uh, sign that we're we look more confident. I love that uh-huh. Madrid got a goal, finally. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> We're um, going to go. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I like the fact that we've got Burnley next. I hope that we don't turn into Charity FC, um, because I think that's a good game to play straight off the back of a, a good win. Um, like a, a win then we should, uh, like a, a game we should win. But... Um, you know, games like games like that usually don't go our way, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Are we playing at the bridge? If we're not playing at the bridge, then I guess we might be good. I mean, I say that and then I know we'll be Brighton at the bridge, but do you guys know if we're playing Burnley at the bridge or is it? I don't know. I can check. Mm. All right. Um, Judah, what are we saying about Broya, man? Before we make the table open for everybody, have you invested in Broya? Have you guys invested in Broya? Um, for me, he looks more like a striker than um Uncle Uncle Baby Drogba. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, left to me, I've always said it. I was never convinced um about the both of them being like our options going into the season. So, but um, it's too early for like me to change that opinion. But um and also I don't I don't see him starting against um Burnley anyways. So I, I think Jackson will get back into the team. So um yeah, it's too left to me it's too early to form an opinion on um did you, name. Do you know what this um, game impressed. Well he did impress though. Uh, yeah, yeah. That. True. So yeah. The game made me realize Broya is actually better from the start than off the bench. So it'd be interesting to see what Pochettino does. But yeah, um, rate, nomadic. I don't, yeah, rate, I see. You. I don't know what you guys when think When it about. comes to Broya, I told you, I don't rate him. Um, I'll say it like this. This is like my analysis of both players. In terms of what I see from Broya, the team, because he has a certain, certain instincts, like what Judah was saying, as a striker, the team can kind of mesh around him and his pace and power allows him to do certain things we can't do with Jackson. I think Jackson has a higher ceiling than him in terms of how physical he is, the speed, um, how natural he looks in link-up because there's little things that Broya does that I think are very sloppy that Jackson wouldn't do. The only difference is um, I don't want this to be a situation like last season when, remember when Chilwell was injured at the beginning of the season? He came on for 10 minutes. He had a goal and it says he was looking amazing. But when you actually start him from the beginning of the game, to where he's no more an unknown quantity, he looks not as good. And that's why I would need him to come off the bench maybe another game to be like, okay, maybe he should be starting over Jackson. But I told you, I don't I don't look at him and, and see what I see in Jackson, but that's just me personally. Because I think if Jackson were to have those natural instincts, 
he'd be a better player than 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 De Bruyne. But that's just my opinion of the guy. But he did what he was supposed to do. He came in there, the team worked around him, and he allowed us to do certain things. Simple as he did his job. I'm not getting carried away. I loved what I see. I loved what I saw today. And you can tell he's still rusty, given that he hasn't played football for about 10 months or something. But then it's sort of like it's between now and January for the two of them to kind of solidify their places in there and stop us from going into the market to get someone in January, right? It's for them to, it's not sort of like I like them, but I'm not in the business of charity and almost just giving someone that spot because it's them and we want them to do well. So I liked what I saw today, but then I'm not getting carried away yet because even that season that he was on loan with Southampton, it's not as if he had how many goals? I think six or seven in about 30 games. He had six goals in the, in the league. He had eight goals. Yeah, in, in about 30 games. And last year, unfortunately, I think he had one goal, then he got injured, unfortunately. So I'm still yet to, we are still yet to see what we can get from him. It's sort of like we have this idea of what he is and we haven't seen it yet. So it's for them, him and Jackson, or probably just him, Brad, to show us between now and January to force us not to go into the market to get another striker. Yeah. I'm just thinking it's, it's funny. It's funny because like I think I think like a couple of years ago, like two and a half years ago, when we were arguing about Broya and Gallagher and you know, having our who's who's going to do better on loan, who's going to make it into the Chelsea team. Bro, can you imagine Gallagher is our captain and Broya is starting and scoring a goal now? <laughs> Ridiculous. After we changed the whole team. That's actually crazy. But yeah, um I rate him, you know. I've, he's grown on me, man. He's a great player, man. He's really, really good. Uh, the injury stuff, I'm scared. I'm definitely scared about that. I don't know what to expect from his injury record now. It's like He's like a wild card, man. But I like Broya. He's very progressive. You know what? Him and Jackson are actually fantastic strikers. They have like very, very high ceilings. I just hope they can realize it. Yeah. I mean... I feel if if I wish Poch could find a way for Broya and Jackson to play together, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Ellie, um, I want you, I want to get your opinion on Broya, and then you can tell me about Modric. You know, and then we'll talk about other players. But yeah, Ellie. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm similar to um, Nomadic in the sense that I'm not getting carried away. Like he did just score a goal off of the rebound, so I'm not getting too carried away. <laughs> Um, and he was he was then fairly quiet for the rest of the game. So like, but it was good. Like, I'm I'm happy for him to get that like get that goal and get the confidence. Um, like that, I put nothing past him on that. And I just think um, I it'll be interesting to see what Poch does and if he plays Jackson Ambrosia together. That'd be lovely. Um, because you've you've already seen in preseason and in you know the beginning of the season that 
Jackson has really good link-up play with certain players. So, uh-huh. I don't know. It depends on what sort of formation Potch wants to do. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I'm, I'm reserving judgment until I see more. I haven't seen enough, really. Right. For me, I feel like Breuer is really good from the start, as opposed to being off the bench. But yeah, Ellie, um, can you transition us into Modric? What was your take on Modric? Yeah, I mean, I love how you're sort of like putting me out to be like a massive fangirl. I'm just, I'm, I just want to preface this saying I, all I was is just saying to give him time. I wasn't saying that he was this mind-blowing, amazing player. Oh my God, he's 100 million, blah, blah. Um, like, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying, realistically, he's been given peasant minutes. He's not, like, you know, had any consistency to let him play. And look, he's been given a run of games and he's managed to get a goal. Like, you know, and it's just, just be patient. We're a completely, you know, I've always said that Chelsea fans are quite spoiled, because we've been so successful for such a long period of time um, that we lack that patience. And then when it's not going right for us, we take it out on certain players um, or certain managers. So, you know, it's just just to look at things with a little bit of perspective. You know, we're a brand new team. We're not, we're, you know, not a fully fit team. I know that these are all excuses, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, it. we should be able to, you know, Pochettino, as a manager, should be able to manage these bunch of players effectively. And it seems to, you know, there's still, I mean, I've got big old question marks about this man, but let's, let's just pause that there. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really happy for Madrid, like, um, hopefully this kicks on. It's really, it's really annoying that he got injured. I'm hoping it's just a teeny, a teeny weeny, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like Cocorella helps as well in terms of like he makes the team look better. I don't know what you guys think, but I mean, I want to keep it on Modric, and then we could transition to Cocorella and Diasi. I know everybody wants to talk about different things. Um, Ray, what are we saying about uh, Modric? Because you know, what are we saying about Modric? Judah, what are we saying about Modric? Um, Modric. Um, yeah, I mean, Poch has been giving him a run of games. So um, I think that's helped him. And definitely the goal he's gotten today will be like a massive confidence boost for him. Um, so we just hope that uh, he doesn't miss the Saturday game, the weekend game. We hope that like the injury... He sustained is not like anything major and like he can be part playing on Saturday because like I said the goal he got is definitely going to be like a confidence boost and um Poch is definitely not dropping him mm-hmm. now. Like since it started him like it's not three or four games in a row now. So yeah, I think that will help him and yeah, hopefully he can just like um carry on with that momentum. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Justin Nomadic, can you tell us about Cole Palmer? And do you think, you know, do you think Poch might play Jackson next to Breuer or he might just bring Breuer back? Sorry, bring Jackson back immediately. But yeah, can we talk about Cole Palmer a bit? 
please, please, please. The Colk Palmer Hive, it is closed. I've already told you that. It is closed. You all are not welcome. Yes, to the listeners, I'm gatekeeping. I'm gatekeeping this boy because the rate of, in quotes, abuse that people gave to him because you didn't get Musiala, because some Twitter RTK told you that we were going to get some random good winger or number 10 and everyone went with it's Musiala or it's the other guy from Leipzig or Leverkusen, whatever, that I can't say his name with it's I'm butchering that's that's that one and because we didn't get either of those two people legit were sending Palmer abuse or they were just making this weird ideas of how not good he is it's okay sometimes for fans to just say i haven't watched him so much so i do not have an opinion of him but then i am so happy like i feel like he is going to justify the 42 43 million that we spent on him very quickly and with time it's gonna look like a bargain when he plays he just like his feet he just glides on the pitch you can clearly tell that he's been coached under pep he's he's like a cut above the rest when he's up there and i'm so happy that finally poch is is trusting him and starting him in games more than just him getting 10 20 minutes out there like I am, you see the way she was fangirling about Modric. I'm fangirling about Paul Palmer because, yeah, given the amount, definitely, probably it wouldn't have been him that all the board. But then I, I didn't understand when he got here. I was like, I didn't understand how people were looking at him and thinking that he doesn't play football. Like I'm, you, you should see me right now. I'm really, really smiling because he is so good. He is really, he's really good. And I'm so happy that people are actually finally seeing it, how good he is. The link-up play he has already with mostly, like, let's say the game versus Brighton with Jackson. And then today, how he releases the ball very quickly. Um, I'm just very happy. I agree. I mean, Nomadic, if you remember, I'm a Man City closet fan. So I am aware of this Cole Palmer. <laughs> but kind of. But you didn't want to give me my props. So I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. it's not closet. <laughs> it's very open. It's the closet. <laughs> I just do my scouting, man. I did my scouting on Cole Palmer anyway. But yeah. Um, Ray, I see you want to say something. But I want to go to Josie before Ray. Jesse, um, and what were we saying about Cole Palmer? I know you said you were um, not convinced. Yeah, um, but yeah. Okay, so Nomadic was the same person that was saying not to get carried away with Broya, yeah? Because yeah. right now the wind has taken her away with Palmer. You no, know, the thing is, continent. I actually do read Palmer. I, I, he's not the finished article yet, but I, you can see, you can see something there. Like when he plays, you can see something. And yes, I'm very. I'm I'm doing major call Palmer prop right now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Your agenda is agenda, but yeah, I don't worry. I'm behind it. I hope he does well too. <laughs> well, um, he was. Uh, yeah. Um, 
yeah, Palmer had a great game. He had a great game. He also had a good game in the last the last time we played. Um, he's giving me uh, like Ajax Hakim Ziyech that actually smiles. He's the way the way he's just pulling strings and stuff. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, especially for a young guy. I feel like his vision is like exquisite. But yeah, once again, yeah, let, let's play like the big teams and let's see how he copes with that. Even though we know he can do that as well, based on his Man City few appearances as well. But yeah, that's based on everything I've seen him do, he's not put a foot wrong. So I'll I'll just I'll give that to him. It's been good so far. I just want to say I owe that's one of the players I owe an apology to. Um, initially I thought it was okay, and I didn't think he was a level needed or he was going to be the level that we needed right now, and he's. Actually proved me wrong. He's been the best attacker we've had. That's just fact. Um, and I can just hold my hands up and say what I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Cole Palmer. He's shown his quality. There's nothing else to say. Very simple. Can you repeat that again? I think we didn't hear you, Reid. You said you were. I apologize to Cole Palmer. <laughs> I was wrong about Cole Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> There's feedback in your background, so that's why we can't hear you, Reid. You say yeah, you're wrong. Yes, I'm wrong. <laughs> About what? Do you want to hear the feedback or not? I don't think you want to hear the, the, the guy. It's fine. I'll hear the feedback. You were saying you were wrong about what? I was wrong about Cole Palmer. Are you happy? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's looked really good. I feel like for he's like 21, um, and he's already showing so much. And he's played like he's barely played for us, you know. And the fact that he can, you know, fit into our side so well and so quickly, um, I f- that just shows how much like talent he has. I don't know th- there was so much like negativity about his signing, and I think it was I think it was purely because we we spent, I mean, in quotes, a lot of money on him. But I mean, I think people need to be realistic in the sense of how much you have to spend these days for a, for any any signing at the moment like the the price of players have, has gone up massively but also we're buying from a and I say in quotes rival <laughs> because it was not really a rival but we're buying from we're buying from a a rival we're buying uh, an english an english player so you've got the british tax um and already that's gonna boost up the price you know so i think people getting un like people getting angry about that is unwarranted um but he's he's already showed uh you know almost i guess his money's worth he he looks good i mean the what the only one negative that i can say is that he i have noticed in the last Two games he's had really good games and it's t- it's the tiniest little thing but it's only like i only say it because i just i it's the one thing that would make him so good is if he didn't turn like he there's a a point where he could play the ball forward more and he turns around um and plays it backwards or sideways and it sort of reminded me so much of Havertz, and so it, it kind of gave me like war flashbacks um <laughs> So, um, so I don't know, that's, that's literally the only thing, um, at the moment 
because it's funny, he's, funny, he's, funny. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go for it. Funny you say that. Uh, it's funny you say that because I did also compare him to Havertz during yeah. his debut. I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you saw it too. He's just got. I think it's just a confidence thing, to be honest. And I think it's the he just needs to get his head up, and because his vision is good, but he is uh, a, like, for example, when he played that pass to Brozier, he could have played it. He he could have turned and played it straight away. Brozier had so much space, um, and obviously we can say it sitting watching our t- like television sets being like yeah you can play it too so so much faster than that like but, but as a professional footballer you would think that he would be able to release it quicker but i'm not i'm not going to give him shit because he's been really good he sh- he's he's shown like so much skill so quickly he's got this link up play with the players already like i'm no i'm loving what i'm seeing at the moment and if anything the things that that we're seeing that he needs to improve on are things that are easily able to be improved on you know it's not there's not any red flags there for me yeah i'm looking forward to the burnley game okay um nomadic let's talk about diasi and i mean speaking of really good we could talk about tiago silva but let's talk about diasi who is diasi Oh, Disassi, my bad, sorry. It's either Disassi or Diassi, so he's pronouncing it like I love the sass from Nomadic, honestly. Yeah. No, but that's actually how no, you pronounce the name. There are players, thank you, but there are players I'm very protective of because they get slack that they don't deserve. Sure, you can criticize the players like decisive for a minute. Sure, people can criticize him, but then honestly, he hasn't even been one of our worst defenders because overall, our defense really hasn't been bad over the duration of the past seven games in the league or something. We have just not been scoring goals, but our defense has really been good, given that even Sanchez is having three clean sheets and that's the most in the league even more than City which I was actually very surprised but I'm very impressed he he had those quiet but good games and sometimes I like that just do your work don't do anything fancy and all that just get in protect protect that back line and all that and get in, get out. And I actually like that. He him and him and the rest of the him and the rest of the guys there were good. I'm not trying to to go onto anyone today on that back line. So today I'll give everyone their props before Tommy comes for me. But yeah. the defense was good. <laughs> I was about to say someone, but today we're being very good. So, yeah. yeah, I... Nah, let's be real about Desasi, though. He was talking, though. Like, did you see a couple of things he was doing, Desasi? A couple of things he was doing to some of the people who tried to press him. He just held the ball, turned him around, did some... <laughs> it was so know, funny watching my... Yeah. Uh, someone... Is Ray talking? Yeah, I think it's done. And then Early. he's a monster aerially, and that's also what I like. This is me not 
trying to take a dig at Chalob or something. But when the fans were asking, is he an upgrade on Chalob and all that, Chaloba, we know one of his main weaknesses, he's very bad aerially and all that. But you can see today, even in today's games, Disas is very assured and very like he gets and he wins his aerial battles. And those are some of the things that I actually do like about him. He's also an absolute unit. So like he's he's already he's already got that step above Chalaba in the sense that he's he's like massive. <laughs> he's like he's stocky, he's built. So whereas like Chalaba is like lanky. Um and of course he's like he's he's Bumsy. you know, he yeah, I mean I I am fine for him to leave. He he, he was clumsy, but I it, you know, he did his bit. I'm not I'm not gonna, you know, slag Chalabra off, but I mean with Dizazi, like I you can already tell how much more like comfortable he is. Like initially, of course, there were mistakes, but I think you can already tell like he's got so much more confidence now. And like I think once we don't rely so much on Silver uh, in the centre back pairing, I think once we push Colwell back in, I feel like it might be a little bit better. I feel like we're relying a lot on Silver, which we shouldn't. But I can understand why. Mm. Nice. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like Colwell being shoved out to left back. I feel like he's he seemed a lot more comfortable, but I do think Fulham were were poor. Um, and I think against a stronger side, like the chances that Fulham had tonight, I I think against a stronger side we would have suffered. Um, and that's not of it, just down to Colwell. It's down to the like to the back line but I just feel like I hope that there'll be more games with Cole Will as a centre back not a left back but I mean that will be oh I'm sorry continue no 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 I was just gonna that I, I was just gonna say that'll be <clears throat> when everyone's fit maybe we'll see but um I think obviously we need we need to see if we're properly relying on, or well, if Poch is trying to rely on Silver. I feel like once, um, what was this? Uh, Gusto is going to be serving his last game, ban, I mean, um, over the weekend against Burnley. So I feel like once either Gusto or Reese is back after the Burnley game, then a right back is going to be playing there. Then Portugal, he's sort of like been postponing this decision, but I feel like it will now force him to pick Conwell plus someone. It has to be plus someone because you can clearly tell Poch is very strict on how to introduce players back from injury. So I don't think Benoit is going to be shoved in immediately and he's going to try to give Benoit games to build him back up. Since Benoit hasn't been playing from, I think, April or something. So I think, like, he has been postponing this decision. But once Gusto or Reese is back after Bundley and he has to play a right back there, 
he'll have to choose Colwell plus someone and actually play a left back in left back because I don't like, yes, it has worked for, for like you can clearly see the difference today. And yes, um, who's this? Yes, uh, Colwell was good, but you can see the difference in how Colwell played as a centre-back on against Brighton and today as a left-back against Fulham. There's two, he's much more comfortable. He's a better CB than an LB. So all in all, all I'm trying to say and agreeing with her is once Gusto is back or Reese after the Burnley game, he has to choose either Disassi or Silver to pair Colwell. I mean... I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, who's to say... Gusto or his James would be reinstated immediately based on the fact that we look, I mean, don't get me wrong, we look good with Gusto in, but we look good with Cucurella in as look well. Look at as him well. getting carried away with Cucurella being oh, good for two games. Please let's not do this. Just because Cucurella, and I'll praise him, just because Cucurella had two good games playing as a right back. And I'm going to praise him. Those two games have been amazing. Uh-huh. Let's well, not lie that's... to ourselves that there are two very good right backs there. Mm. True. But you can't deny the fact that there's a nice balance. But I hear you. I hear you. Um, I mean, Aspilicueta comes to mind. Aspilicueta under Mourinho comes to mind. But yeah, who's to say? Okay, Um, let's talk about... Oh, Judah, what were you saying? You've been quiet for a while. Um, so yeah, um, I feel like <laughs> we are all just um, how do I put it, uh, um, helping helping Poch plan the team, and he is not seeing it that way <laughs> because I can remember um, one of the topic then before the last international break was that oh he's going to drop silver this this that that's you know. <laughs> Um, go will move to center back, and you know, we have time to, or like that will be the perfect moment to drop silver. And here we are, silver is still starting, so I feel like he has not done any wrong so far. So I don't see a reason why, um, Poch will change that. And we all forget, like, Poch is someone that loves sticking to like something that he feels is working until he probably like sees that okay there's no way out of this again this is like totally no longer working or something so yeah i really don't uh, see him dropping um what's it called um silver anytime soon until until and and this is like a very big if until like um what's his name but actually comes back and yes at the run of games that um nomadic was talking about and you know and we, we all know like his back feet and he's probably performing well uh, that's when i can see okay he's probably going to be more comfortable dropping silver or something but until that i i really don't see silver you know get, yeah. getting away or like being dropped from the team yeah we're going to need silver for the I big... Like... Yeah, no matter go on, sorry. No, I'm saying, I feel like he didn't drop either Disassi or silver because of also that Gusto red card, because it shouldn't have... And we're not saying we are, 
we are better coaches than him. But some things are very simple and you can see it and I don't know why he wasn't seeing it. I don't know why it took seven games plus two Carabao games, so about nine games, for him to finally get the right balance in the midfield when all the fans were clearly saying, and we're not saying everything we say is right, but that there, all the fans could see how you should place them. And finally, on his ninth try, that's when he got the balance right. And I don't feel like it should take you that long to clearly see. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm trying to say. That's what Poch has always been known for. He's always been known to like stick to his ideas. Like, like I said, he sees that, okay, (laughs) this is totally, like, totally no longer, you know, working or it's not like getting the results that he wants. That's when he, that's, that's the only time he changes it. You can look back at his Tottenham days and all that. When he, I think he himself said it, when he first started at Tottenham and at Southampton, yeah, like they had like, worse stats than than what he has had at Chelsea, yeah. So, like, he's just that kind of person. Like, he sticks to whatever he thinks that is going to work until he sees that, okay, this is not working and until when he gets the right formula. And when he gets that right formula, he's also, like, going to stick to it. So, I kind of like that in in the manager. Like, you know, not being swayed by outside, you know, world or maybe whatever other people are saying, but I know at the same time, it can be like a a detriment, like you are saying, but yeah, I just, I feel like the the point is it's going to do what it's going to do. That's just the point. (laughs) So, yeah. But then also those clubs that you've mentioned, just the last thing, those clubs that you've mentioned are not Chelsea and he has to figure that out very quickly. You're not, you're, you're, you're not in Southampton. You're not in, spars where you can be afforded time to try and think and whatnot the this fan base is not a patient fan base even when sometimes you need to be patient because i feel like the fans will give you patience and grace when we can see that you've tried this it's just that the players are not doing it well but then when you're we clearly want you to work but you're sort of like self-sabotaging then we are not gonna because it should, it really, really, and that's the thing. For someone like me who was was and still is a huge advocate for him, it really shouldn't have taken him nine games, seven league games and two Carabao games to figure out a balance in the midfield. Mm. Fair point, but that's fair just point. The... This is one of my red flags I have for him. Mm. He seems to take too long to realise... <laughs> just simply what to do like mm. it's just it's he whether it's just like he's thinking this isn't just gelling yet give it time give it time give it time and then realizing oh actually it's not working but for for non-professional people to identify and of course we can you know we can say stuff and it you know we don't know what we're talking about but for non-professional people to identify something that's clearly not working before an actual professional, like, and it, and for so many of us to say the same thing, and it's multi, it's multiple things, you know, and you know he still persists with playing Enzo in the ten. I don't think that's gonna work, but that's something that he's gonna find out later on. I mean. I will just segue into talking about Enzo. 
he's been letting me down recently. I can't lie. No. I, I obviously, it's a very tentative subject because he's, you know, everyone loves him and I love him and I've got a lot of time for him. But if you're going to ask the manager to play further forward and if you're going to show us that beautiful display in the World Cup and then all of a sudden forget how to shoot, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like his, his, his um vision and passing is still is still on point but anything like further forward he just for him to not be able to get like a like a shot on target like all his shots on target from outside the box sorry all his shots from outside the box are not on target like i don't and the one the one that he got today oh my god boy like <sighs> He's just he's just frustrating me a little bit recently, and I don't mean I'm not trying to like scapegoat him or anything. It's just, and I do think obviously he's he's playing a fur, he's playing up further forward, so it's fine. But it's, if he it's, played, I you know I just I make this, I was expecting more. I it, I think it's only because he played so well in the World Cup that I think I I and many other people are expecting it. Um. But I was expecting more in the attacking phase from him, like uh, shooting wise and just yeah, goals basically. It's, 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 it's interesting you said he asked the manager to play in ten. Well, today he looks like it looked like he played for the deep, and Gallagher played ahead of him today, which was quite interesting. And I mean, I agree to a certain extent, not so much on the shot on target part but i mean he he looked good today let's let's i don't know about you guys what you guys think but i think enzo looked good today gallagher as well no i i hear what you're saying i i get it like he every time he gets a chance to shoot it's always it's always off target like no cap like every single time he gets a, like an opportunity he always misses the target like i've noticed that too but but we always ignore it we always ignore it because he's giving like beautiful passes so it doesn't really mm -hmm. bother us like that but but yeah it's always off target he needs to work on his shooting he needs to go you know take some short practice for sure i think i think chelsea as a whole need to like have some confidence about shooting like outside of the box because we have players that can place it top bins like Gallagher, for example, has a great shot on him, but he just never shoots from outside the box. It's it's like genuinely, it's like we've we've been told not to shoot from outside the box, um, and you know it works because like Ziyech's weird dribbly shots would go in, like, and and he'd you know out of nowhere he just managed to like zip in a random. It would be like the weirdest shot, and it would just go in. For some respect, um, yes. <laughs> I just, no, I mean, that's, that's I didn't... Yeah. 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 No, but like he's, he, with us, he was, it, especially towards the end, the goals that he was scoring, uh, well, towards the end, but I mean, relatively towards the end, his goals were like along the floor, dribbly shots, which I was like, how, how the fuck did that go in? Like, <laughs> it, they're not, they weren't like overly impressive. But I mean, Never mind, massive, massive sidetrack. But I think Enzo, for me, has the ability to be like a, a De Bruyne. Um, 
and he I feel like he should he should have been he should he should have shown that by now for me but I'm gonna give it you know a little bit longer um because we obviously still haven't gelled we don't have um Nkuku which might you know bring it out of him a little bit more um not saying that you know I'm one of the people that is saying for a lot of people not to rely on Nkuku coming back to change the way we play. Um, I don't think people should rely on that. I think they're going to be disappointed if they do. Um, But I think obviously with link up play and everything, I think he'll bring, he'll, you know, open it up a little bit for players. But I just, I see the potential for, I think everyone does see the potential for Enzo. And I think I also forget that he's still quite young. Um, but I just feel like he just needs to be, he just, him and everyone else needs to just take a bloody shot from outside, outside the box, for God's sake. <laughs> Great. Where do you think you can put this team? Like, position-wise? Ten. Okay, then, go on. Go on, go on. Was that to me? Um, yeah, that's the What do you, what do you oh. think you're going to play? Oh, anybody can answer it, but I'm asking Ellie first. You guys can go. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the ten, the ten, but it's tricky now with the introduction of Palmer. But I think Palmer would, I guess, go because he was on yeah. the right today, wasn't he? So I think, yeah, I think the ten. Um, but I also think that Potch could play around with the with the formation a little bit. I think he could like, play. What do you think the Well, I think he could play in a in a front two. But I think our the players that we have are it makes it tricky to like switch around to switch around the the formation. But I don't. The thing is, I don't really know because he's he's used to playing a four two three one. Um, and I don't, I can't tell you really, um, that I've noticed him play around with too many more. It's just, that's me being rubbish at identifying. Um, but, um, I, I think he can play in a top two, but more, maybe in like a more one, one, if you get what I mean, rather than next to each other, because I think with them playing next to each other wouldn't, uh, be beneficial. So, for example, if he was playing slightly behind um, Jackson or slightly behind Brozier, um, I think that would be more beneficial to to it. But I don't know. I it's it throws a spanner in the works for sure because we've got other players that can play there. Do you not see him, Wraith? Do you not see him in a ten? Personally, I don't. <laughs> so far, with how with mm-hmm. how Portugal playing him mm. he was more on the left wing than the 10 I think I'd... that if he mm-hmm. would have been fit it would have been Modric probably not starting and him playing on the left I mean we we still have like till till December or January to know What's up? But here, I, I understand why Ray is asking that question, but I don't think it's going to be like an immediate thing anytime soon. But do you know what I realized? I realized that 
we have a lot of players coming back soon, so it might be congested pretty fast, which is interesting. Congested squad pretty fast. Mm. You know? When when everyone's fit, 100%. Yeah. You know? I mean, Carney's back. Reese is back. Gusto's back. Who else? You know? Brea's back. Yeah, but people get injured every other day, man. So yeah. I don't, I don't it's think... It's true. It's literally... A game doesn't go by before... Like, you, I just cringe every time they go into a tackle now. True. But then we, have, we don't have the games, though. I mean, we have the Carabao Cup, FA Cup soon. And that's it, really. You know, so but, don't, for, yeah. don't forget, don't forget, Lavia went out for like what, like two two months or something from training from yeah. like getting oh ready. God, I, so I genuinely forgot about Lavia. As me too. <laughs> right, um, like replaced him. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the man of the match, a moment of the match before call it day. Because I want to talk about Rob Sanchez, I mean, but I don't know if we're gonna have time. But Ray, go on. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I think you bugged up. I was trying to respond to what she said about Nkunku. <laughs> I think, I've always believed yeah. this. As somebody, I watched him for a, a full season because I wanted to see if he really was a 10 or a left wing like everybody's saying. Whenever they played him, um, initially they played him in an entertaining role. So he would play the 10 behind Andre Silva and sometimes Andre Silva would play up front. When we bought him, or we did the pre-agreement with him, from December going, he was playing up front exclusively. Mm. He wasn't playing mm. as a 10. He wasn't playing as a makeshift false nine. He was just a guy up front. And also, mm. the way we used him in preseason, I think we played him three times, and three of those times he was up front, and he played one and a half games on the left wing. So I think they were going to use him up front, not as a false nine, just as an advanced forward, because he knows how to run into space, and he knows how to attack space. And I think one of the other mm. reasons is, when we initially got Connie playing in the 10, I was like, why is Connie playing in the 10? He's more of a player who likes to receive the ball from deep and kind of go from there. And I realized when we started playing Copama in the 10 and we played Connie in the 10, all of these guys did the same thing. They always dropped to make a three-man midfield. So it tells me that I don't think Poch is going to ask probably the most potent goal scorer in the team right now to play as the 10 the way that he's been playing the Connies and the Palmas. So he's either going to play on the left, like Nomadic said, or my most likely, what I believe will happen, he's going to be playing up front. But that's just what I believe. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be very interesting. Poch is going to have a lot of selection issues, you know. I issues. think there was like only like one game in preseason where he actually legit played Nkunku as a 10, and he had to like drop into the midfield a lot. And I don't know. I could see he wasn't really enjoying his game that day. It was a bit weird. I don't think he's going to play there, actually. It's going to be congested because you have Broya, Jackson, and now you want to make Nkuku a striker as well. It's going to be really congested. But yeah, we'll, let's see what happens in January. There's still some time. But guess what? Even in January, Fofana's not back. I think we should sell this guy. But yeah, let's leave it there. Um, Let's talk about the man of the match. Oh my God, you're shameless, honestly. <laughs> Let's talk about the moment of the match and man of the match. I was going to talk about Rob Sanchez, but I don't think there's any point anymore. But yeah, Nomadic, Judah, let's go with your man of the match and moment of the match. It's been a while we've done this, actually. My moment. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just like, it's, it's been a while we've done the moment of the match thing because we've been losing a lot. There's no point. But yeah, Nomadic, yeah. No, my moment of the match was definitely Modric, Corey. 
you can tell he clearly was relieved with that because one thing we have figured out about these players, we have a bunch of very young players and they definitely get to see what is said to them about social media because just to have an example, um, over the weekend when Arsenal players literally gave Havertz the penalty, even though he's not the first or second or probably not even third penalty taker at Arsenal. So these players do get to know what he said about them on social media. And with Modric, it was getting a little bit more personal and I didn't like it. So I, for me, that was the moment of the match he really needed that goal and I'm hoping that because I've seen Poch said he's hoping all three Amanda wasn't anything I think they just said he was due 60 minutes so Poch said he's hoping Breuer and I mean Caicedo and Mudrik are both available for Saturday so I'm hoping that Mudrik is available and he can pick up from where he left off you know when you score you just need to go again True. So for True me, that's a moment of match. Um, I just want to digress a bit. Ellie, I was a bit annoyed when he got a knock, but yeah, I'll leave it there. When Modric got a knock, but I'll leave it there. Um, Judah. Uh, when yeah, are you just... gonna? When are you gonna not get annoyed at people getting injured? I don't understand. I don't get it. Like you score a goal, and for some reason, I, I just don't get it. But it's fine. It's not his fault. Do you ever it's... stub your toe? Do you ever stub your toe? Yeah. Yeah. And that's an accident, isn't it? <laughs> but you don't see me going off. I'm not off the pitch. I'm still back. Man, yeah. I'm, I w- I'll be surprised if you He's don't... He's for fun like, and I do Mudrick. If guy. you don't double over in pain with a stub toe, that thing puts you out for a good minute in pain. This is what I mean. You've got to, you've got to chill out about people getting injured. It's, it's, it's less on the players at the moment and more on, like, the medical team and whatever's going on at like Cobham, man. I don't know. We're playing. We're playing on a fucking ice rink at the moment. Yeah, that one I disagree with you. I'm sorry, I cut off because almost ninety percent of our injuries this season have been happening while the players have been playing. Like they've been contact injuries. It's not something that the medical team has. Like, what can the medical team do about that? The players go out there and then they get injured, whether someone else knocks them off or something. I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't know what's going on. And to be honest, it's not just us. Like Man United, um, there's various other, but us and Man United are looking bleak for injuries at the moment. Um, and it's worse for United, I think, because they have like majority of their starting 11 out um i don't know was, what's happened recently but it's just looking pretty bad like injury wise good news good news all right um judah moment of the match man of the match for you if you haven't slept off <laughs> oh but by the way by the way for me so that we can go around quickly my man of the match was conor gallagher Oh yeah, I forgot to ask you. Your man and Magic couldn't why? That's interesting. Why? He was everywhere today. And he did not put a foot wrong. He ran that midfield. Him he and looked, Enzo ran that pattern. He looked ordinary to me. 
But go on, sorry. No. <laughs> no. Personally, he didn't to me. And you Ordinary know I really is an don't... interesting word. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe... You... Mm-hmm. Ordinary? That basically means that he was bad. No, like he didn't... He, he just or like average. I think he was more than average. He got spoken about by the pundits after the game. Like, he was and I think he got he got man of the match. Yeah, exactly. And he yeah. was like, for me, he, he was, was. And I don't really rate him that highly, but I can agree <laughs> when he's having a good game, and he had a really good game. He oh. stepped it up this season. I don't know what's happened, <laughs> and yes, he has the odd game, but. I mean, I guess you can only go up from the bottom of the barrel, but like, um, <laughs> he—he's just. I think he's matured a little bit in the way that he plays football because yeah. he—he's less. He seems to have more focus, and when I mean that, he just—he—he's more reasonable when he's playing. He's less jumping into tackles. He's less running around aimlessly. Like, yeah. he has, like, a plan. And I guess maybe that might be down to Poch, to be honest. He's given him more of a actual management there than what yeah. Lampard and friggin' Potter did. So, like, it's... it's I like, I like what I see at the moment. I think he can only grow from here. Um, I want to see more of what we saw at, like, Palace. But I think he's playing, obviously, too deep to do that. Exactly, yeah. Last thing because people are going around. Just the last thing for me. Um, now why is my brain going to mash? What did I want to say about Gallagher? Literally, no, thank you. I've remembered. Um, people speak about Gallagher as if he's like a thirty-year-old or something. He's twenty-three. Gallagher is literally twenty-three, and people are giving grace to. And sometimes um, I can be at fault for that also. People yeah. give grace to a lot of like 22, like people say, oh, Jackson is only 22, or oh, Mudrick is only 22, Enzo is only 22, they'll make mistakes, they'll grow. But why do we forget that Gallagher is only 23? We speak about Gallagher sometimes as if he's a 30-year-old experienced player. Yeah. But that's just it. I'm not getting carried away, but I am very appreciative of his performance tonight. Fair, fair. I think the Gallagher thing is because he has been at Chelsea longer, but I hear you. Fair point. Um, Judah, there, Josie, rate, man of the match, moment of the match. Oh, my man of the match is Moises Caicedo. Ooh. He, he looked good today, actually, yeah. All right, moment yeah, of the match. I think, I think what he did um, in terms of the way he was pressing, I, it would have been Palmer, but I think everybody already picked Palmer. It's just he's just way too obvious. He was just that good, and... To me, if I'm going to give men of the match to somebody, it has to be somebody that I wasn't expecting anybody from. Like, I can't do it with Enzo because he's playing at certain levels. Um, Palmer, he's just that guy. But I think Caicedo, I think there's been a lot of chat about his name. Um, and he did both box-to-box roles. Uh, he cleaned up very well. He cut off the space, uh, the passing lanes and whatnot. Um, he was like a wall, very difficult to get around. And then when it came to actually linking up with people in the midfield, being press resistant, keeping the play going, doing the little things that he does that people don't really see. Um, he did it, and this is why we bought him for $115 million. And, yeah, but if if it wasn't if it wasn't for Palmer, because I would have just said Palmer is just too easy um, to be banned in a match. I think everybody picked him, but I have to pick Guy Sado today because that's my boy, and he really showed people uh, his yeah. levels in that midfield today. 
You look good. So what moment stood out for you, Ray? What moment stood out for you? When Palmer pressed, what's his face? Uh, was a guy on the left? I don't know what his name is. I think it was Tim Ream. He pressed him into a mistake, and then we scored. Uh, ah, yeah. That goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Judah, Jersey. Oh yeah, Jersey, go on. Sorry. Yo. Um. Okay. So wait. What Moment other podcast is right on? Who, wait, who else said Palmer as man of the, as <laughs> nobody? <laughs> okay, I was I was starting to get a bit confused there, right? <laughs> okay, um, cool. So I no, I was just saying Palmer, it's obviously yeah. he was one of the best players easily. Yeah. Well, I picked Castillo because he's he's uh more underrated in what he yeah. did today. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They had they had great games. Who am I gonna pick? Hmm. You know what? Gallagher did have a good game. He was everywhere. He was like an engine. Just kept <laughs> blocking everything they were doing. Mm. Cucurella had a great game. Yeah. Um, dude, Colwell. Nah, that, that assist, man. That shit was exquisite, man. I'm going to give Colwell. Let me go for Colwell this time. He's playing, playing this random-ass left-back position. Doing a, doing a solid job. And that mm-hmm. pinpoint cross. Like, come on, man. When's the last time we saw a cross that good? I mean, Palmer, no, Palmer gave like Broja one today, which was sexy. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> the fact that that shit, did, wait, you see the run that Mudrick made and uh-huh. the split second pass that he gave him, it was like, basically the run like fainted and tricked the defender. But yeah. Colwell was, you know, so foresighted that he still picked it out right behind it. It was amazing. I'm going to give Colwell, man, that pass was still good. I agree. Also, I my agree. moment of the match. Uh-huh. So, Cole will for that, and then it's also the, my moment of the match. Like, both. Oh, I see. Oh, the, the pass, yeah? I mean, it was a lovely yeah. pass. Like. And the control from Modric as well. Nice finish, nice control. You know, what we're not used to at Chelsea. Judah, are you, are you there? Judah, are you there? <laughs> if you're not there, it's okay. Ellie, what are we saying? Moment of the match, man. Um, I think obviously um, Mudrick's goal I think everyone's got to say that but I think there was one there's one part of Mudrick like celebration so it's not necessarily his celebration but there's one camera angle where Enzo and Caicedo celebrate and I was like yes that is exactly exactly what I want to see like I love that I loved seeing that because Just seeing the passion and speaking of passion, the it's one that I was gonna like post a tweet about it actually. That recently, what I've seen of Colwell has really like stepped him up for me for like potential captaincy because he's obviously it's early days, but he's you know proper riling the boys up, you know, trying to motivate them. And I've, you know, you saw that today um, with him with uh, Madrid, but the other, like, um, the previous match as well, I saw it with Colwell, and I was like, damn, this this guy. And it's it's so good after the wake of, like, the Brighton fiasco. Um, I really like seeing it from Colwell, but I that the moment for me was seeing Enzo, like, celebrate with um, Caicedo, um in the forefront of the camera and then in the background you see um you see Madrick and um Cole will celebrate. 
there's a picture that um, the FPL uh, have posted that is really good as well. So, yeah, no, that's definitely, definitely um, the moment of the match, obviously. Fair, fair. All right, Judah, let's try again. Moment of the match, man of the match for you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Discord. Discord. <laughs> I'm sorry, Let him, like, disconnect. Let him disconnect and come back or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it caught me when I was talking. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Like, Discord is so crazy. I'm sorry. All right, I'm just going to say mine. I'm going to shamelessly say, bro, yeah. But if anything, it should be like, you know, when Nomadic was talking, I was like, hmm, I mean, Gallagher did have a good game as well. So, Loki, Loki, I'm going to say Gallagher, but at the same time, I'm going to say Breuer because Breuer brought that like a factor to Chelsea for us today. You know, I know all the players played well as well, but yeah, um, Breuer, and then moment of the match was Sanchez's save with his left foot because a goal from Fulham would have messed everything up. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, Judah, let's try again. I think I can hear you now. Sanchez has come in clutch recently, actually. Who? Yeah, Sanchez, I know, right? I mean, I was going to... I spoke about his performance. You, Ellie, you were laughing at me. I was like, yo, like, Sanchez actually had a good game against Brighton. He was a man of the match. But y'all didn't... Sanchez Hive, we are closed. We are not accepting <laughs> any more people. <laughs> Please, guys, no, no, nothing like Sanchez Ivy here, please. If you guys make basic saves, <laughs> you guys, I beat up like the next coming of Peter Check. Please, One of please, these days, I'm just glad we don't it. have biscuit hands, Kepper, anymore. Okay, we don't have biscuit fingers um, anymore. He's a great shot stopper, but his his distribution sometimes iffy. Distribution like, he can so bad. He, yeah, one of these he's, days, he's gonna make them score. Very, like, poor, disgusting goal. But I mean. It could be worse. We could have Onana, so. <laughs> well, you are from my Onana as well, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I did. But this Onana was anyway, the same Onana. Oh. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I don't think there's anything much for me to say anyways because um, literally, right and um, Josie, literally, I think it was Josie, right? They literally took my uh, moment of the match and man of the match as well. <laughs> so... Um, I was going to say Kaiseido man of the match because he does a lot of stuff that goes unnoticed and um, um, like people don't people later come out and say oh it's not what they want 20 million this that blah 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 but yeah he's been solid for like two three games on on a bounce now so yeah I was going to give him man of the match and um, yeah moment of the match as well has to be like the cool assists like bro. Uh, I I had people saying he can't do it from from left back this that like bro you guys can see like it's too it's just that people don't understand like sometimes it just takes time for players to adapt to new roles or new positions so I mean where we saw like we ripped the benefit of Poch's consistency at playing at left back and like I said earlier. I really don't see Poch um, changing that. I, I feel like he's already seen him as a left back and he's probably like not going to change, change it at all. Like even if he drops Thiago Silva, we already said it. We already have Badiashile, you know, there. So yeah, I don't see him. I what, see so you him. Do you think he's going to play Cowell left back? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, it's not I changing that. I mean, to be fair, if he can distribute as well as he did like today, I I don't mind it. But I think against against stronger teams, I think he struggles. Mm, we'll see. All that's, right, that's that's what I'm look. saying. That's only because he was still like trying to adapt to the position, like game by game. That's true. It's true. I think he more. he's definitely got stronger. You could see that. But I also do think we shouldn't be blinded into like forgetting that Fulham played very poor. More or less. And and they did get chances, you know. So it's kind of yes, we have we still have that issue, but I don't. I don't know. He's still Colwell's still been being played in the centre back position. Like I think he's been played there for like I think it's like one game, <laughs> maybe two. Um, but I, I, if I was him, if I was him, I'd be like, play me in my actual position. But if that's the only way for him to be played, I guess left back will do. And I mean. Chilwell, Chilwell's out for what six to eight weeks. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Hallelujah! But yeah, um, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Um, thank you guys for coming. I'm so happy to hear from you guys. Nomadic, would you like to wrap us up? Chocolate And I guess Nomadic has gone to bed. Sassy is good. Sanchez is good. Hallwood is good and don't listen to Raid. Mm. Gallagher is yeah. good as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ellie, um, don't be a stranger. Come again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Yes. Judah, Josie, Raid, I'm so grateful. Thank you guys yeah. for coming. Um, why did you want me to wrap up as well? <laughs> um, I was just going to wrap up in um, nomadic style. Um, yeah, Galaga is good. Kaiser is light. Sanchez is midi. Thank you. <laughs> All right. You like to wrap up? Great. What were we saying? Juicy. Yeah, man. Have a great night, guys. Up the Cheers. blues. Three points. Yep. Hopefully, you beat Burnley. Great. What were we saying, bro? What are we saying? And Ray is asleep or at work. So, yeah, we're going to leave it there. Thank you guys for coming. Up the chat. Yeah, Bye, guys. <laughs> we'll get three points against Burnley. Yeah, keep that in going. <laughs>